Hector Cubillos, your loyal friend, here to talk to you about deeper topics that I don't typically cover because I am so focused in the political scam. I think the most important thing you can do with your life is express yourself, and that doesn't necessarily mean going out of your way to tell everybody your opinions, but rather to center and ground your mind's eye and look at the world through that perspective, looking at the world from within. I've had trouble and some personal issues in my life where I think that I am not given my dues. For example, I think that truth is not very popular and therefore me voicing and expressing the truth as I see it does not make me very popular. Two weeks ago, I went to a poetry slam and I did a free verse prose in which I talked about how uncertain at the base of our beliefs we really are. For example, when you face death, it questions all of your beliefs, all of your hopes and ideals and dreams. And it is in that moment of uncertainty where people become desperate and they turn against their own principles. When they're challenged, when they are conflicted, they typically turn against principles. I should not say it directly like that, but it's important to really note that what you hold to be true and certain within yourself, and if that really aligns with the real world outside of you, then that's a very, very awesome place to be. You are finding yourself to be in tune with this world. But sometimes our eyes deceive us. And when that happens, we need to be skeptical. It's We have to embrace a habit of healthy skepticism. People pretend to know. They don't actually understand where they're coming from. The confusion inside of their head makes them anxious. They're looking for a cue. So as I was speaking from the heart and expressing my passion for the truth and how it can even shake our foundation, as I was expressing my deepest sentiments to the crowd, I was heckled by some guy and some people were receptive. The judges didn't really like what I had to say. In fact, I had the lowest rating. I think I did well, and I don't think I deserve to be heckled or have such lower, such low score, but that's besides the point. That's just the trappings of vanity. What I really want to say on this point is that people, even when they have the truth in front of their eyes, they will move away from it and just say, whatever, dude. You know, and it's not only just a poetry slam where I'm telling people, you don't know that you know. You just assume that you know the things that you know. And it seems kind of conflated and redundant. But at the core of their being, the typical person doesn't really question where they're coming from, where they're going or who they are. And because they don't discover or don't try to explore these questions, they turn against their true nature. And when that happens, they become fixated on small, insignificant concerns. You know, the party, the drinking, all those things that are a constant cycle. And it's, it's, it's almost like they're seeking after amnesia. They don't want to remember their daily life. Their daily life is a prison. When I went up to speak in the Poetry Slam and reminded them that they live in a comfortable mental prison of their own making, that they don't really understand their self. I looked across the room, and there were very few eyes that got it, that sparkled, that glittered with, aha, yes, you're right, 
I do need to discover myself a lot more. As I got off the stage, I, 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 I could not walk away from the feeling that for the majority of these people who were in, 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 in attendance in the poetry slam, they didn't get it. They rejected violently my opinions. They shook their head left and right because they don't want to hear themselves. They don't really want to know themselves. Let me put it frankly. It's really easy for me to spend an hour, two hours, maybe even three hours to explain to you why we live in such a corrupt society. And I could probably do it under 20, 30 minutes in a really fast paced speech. And But does that really change your perspective? Does that touch you heart to heart? Does, does that connect our hearts? It doesn't. It I'm talking to your mind. I'm talking to your brain. And your brain is a habitual thing. You will you will kick and scream as I am pushing you with these conflicting ideas that you thought you knew about, but you only assume. We assume that the money that we use will bring us wealth, but we don't really explore that assumption. The funny money fiat currency steals our livelihood. And that's a fact. You know, that's a fact of inflation. Inflation is theft. And those in control of government, they mismanage the economy and manipulate the currency so they can make us feel like everything is just fine as they continue to plunder. That is the reality in which we exist. But what does it mean? Why does it even matter? People can't even process their own emotions. So I rather connect with another human being, ask them where they're coming from and question them. That is what I feel my duty as a shaman is. Nowadays, the word shaman is a very trendy, it's a very trendy thing. You know, everyone's a shaman. Oh, I'm a shaman. Yeah, you're a shaman. How many drugs do you take? Oh, I take so many drugs. Oh, I give so many drugs to my friends and we talk about drugs and how wonderful they are and how they're mind expanding tools. I take a special issue with all these things that I am talking to you about. First off, my idea of what a shaman is, is someone who speaks to your heart, someone who awakens your mind and liberates you from your comfortable prison. A shaman can use various tools. He can use psychedelics. He can use philosophy. He can use psychology. He can use more tools than I know of. And it's up to any individual to embrace and use them like an art form, various tools to liberate his fellow man. That's what a shaman to me means. It doesn't mean someone who has dreadlocks and doesn't take a shower and always is talking about drugs. That seems to me like it's just a redundant archetype, you know? Like it just continues to be another cycle, another trend, another uniform for for people to wear. I'm not about uniformity. I am about spontaneous order. So in my view, I am transforming myself and I am even transforming the word of shaman to really mean a heart-to-heart connection, you know? Healing people, listening to them. Active listening is very important. It's one of those tools that I use quite often. But I am human as well and sometimes I forget. We as Humans live as habitual creatures with amnesia. We forget that we forget. We don't remember that we are caught up in our own programming, our reality tunnel. Personally, I do take psychedelics. 
as a tool, as a very sacred tool, but with intention. Whenever I use them, it's not to pass the time because I know it is not going to reward me with what I want. When I start my meditation ritual, which I will illustrate to you what it really is, I begin in the morning. I listen to some music. I meditate, do yoga, ashtanga and kundalini yoga. I have my own routine, but once I am done, there's an intermission in which I smoke DMT and I meditate on DMT and it feels completely different than just meditation. It's just a level higher above than meditation. And obviously, I'm not making a comparison of which one is better or not. I am only illustrating my routine. So when I do those things, I smoke DMT, I revisit the dream world, I try to make sense of my dreams, and I listen to the wisdom, the voices that come in my head, they talk to me, and I can recognize these familiar voices, their ancestral spirits of generations before me, giving me wisdom. It's an eternal connection, heart to heart. As my heart beats with excitement and curiosity, the DMT expands the arena of discovery and I'm, I'm able to step back from my reality tunnel and reset my mind. I think it is necessary ever so often to reset yourself. Whatever means you employ is just as good as my routine, if not better. It's not a matter of, oh, look at me, I do all these drugs. Oh, look at me, I do all this yoga. The current programming that we call human nature is simply our own habit, our own habit, what we continue to do in a cycle. We come into this world and our parents are the, our parents, our priests, our teachers, they're the ones who've been here for quite some time and we look to them for cues and directions. We want to know what they know, either just for the sake of following another trend or just because we, we have no clue where to go. Most of the time, people follow their parents' trend. Oh, well, you know, they baptize. Oh, well, they spank. Oh, well, they circumcised. So we must do this because our parents did it. It's tradition. And not many people question tradition or just the programming that goes on in their daily life. They just go with it. They say, this is what we do. This is, this is who we are. And that's final. We don't need to question it too much. I don't think that's a good idea. You need to question yourself. You need to question your background. Question where you're coming from. This is an, To me, this is an all-crucial point. It's even more important than the conspiracy arena. The conspiracy and the governmental arena, of course, are very important. And we should continue talking about the political scams and the conspiracies. And just talk about, in general, how government is... a an anachronistic power vehicle which is based on a fallacious idea, violence for the general good, the general welfare. If, if I steal, if I kidnap and kill people and I am part of government, I'm sure that's just, it, it's. there's nothing immoral about that because it's government, you know? Before I launch into a full-on rant on how stupid and backwards the idea of government is, let me refocus and step back. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that the journey ahead of us is a long one. There is no one to coming to save you. The only one who's going to liberate you is yourself. So don't expect or wait for anyone to come and rescue you from your problems. No matter which president comes into 
power. It won't change your life. You need to understand this because your immediate reality is the one which you can power with your life force. Your life force is the most important thing that you have. It's your essence, your kundalini. Think of your life force as a dragon. You can tame the dragon. You can ride the dragon. You can slay the dragon or it can slay you. We live under the heel of, a, of our own personal dragon, of our own inner dragon. And this dragon is our sexual drives, our appetites, our desires. It is our essence. Our modern life has it so that we are constantly looking for novelty, always clicking to find something new, something trending, something arousing. See, and this produces in us an addiction, an addiction of the mind. That's all we do. We just click through Facebook and it's like, oh, that's that's happening. Oh, that's other. Oh, I got to check that out. We become so limited in our attention span in, because we pursue novelty that nothing will ever satisfy us. And this creates suffering and detachment because the more you strive to obtain your uh, to gratify your desires, the more suffering you create because your desires are limitless. You will always crave for something. You will crave for sex, for food, for company. And that's not a problem and that's not an issue. I'm not here to tell you that you should not be having sex with different with multiple partners. I'm not here to tell you that you should eat vegan and all this stuff. I'm here to question you, to challenge you. What do you want to do? What do you think it's best? Do you want to be enslaved by your own desires? Or do you want to rise up and conquer your dragon and ride the horizon, the infinite horizon that awaits you? That's the choice that is in front of you. Either you tame your dragon or it tames you. This, this pursuit of novelty leaves us all addled and dim-witted and our focus becomes myopic. So not only that, we are like waiting. We are so easy to get program. We, we are waiting for cues. So while we're pursuing for novelty, we wait for cues as to what the big crowd is doing. Oh, well, a big celebrity died today. Let's all bump up the memes and the baseless epitaphs and all this so everybody can know how I feel about the death of this given celebrity. And I'm not necessarily putting, pointing fingers or anything, you know. Simply put, I am being honest. I have no human, I have no connection to those, to to celebrities that have passed away. They may have created great music. They may have created awesome, wonderful art, visual art, and, you know, have had great performances, great performances. But that doesn't really, um, that inspires me. But their death doesn't necessarily make me grieve. And I know it may sound insensitive, but I'm being as honest as I can. And a lot of people shy away from that. They shy away from their honesty because they want the accolades. They want to be accepted. They don't want to go against the grain. They want to be part of the big mob, the big crowd, what everyone else is doing. So my duty as a shaman is to constantly remind people that we're fallacious creatures, that we're limited in our human agency, but at the same time, we can overcome our self-imposed limitations and become complete individuals. I truly believe in that. And that is my objective in this world, to 
endow people with the understanding that they can overcome themselves, that they are able to do so much in this limited time that they have that they will be so shocked about it to realize that they're wasting away their time in the pursuit of novelty, of trends, of meaningless tripe. Where am I really coming from? Why should you even be listening to me? Well, I've given this topic a serious look, and I am dedicated to pursuing it philosophically. I don't think that psychedelics is a panacea. I don't think psychedelics will solve all of the world's problems. I don't think that if tomorrow everyone was an anarchist, the world will be a better place. I don't think that. I'm not a child. I'm someone who is very skeptical and very focused on the objective. The objective is freedom. Universal freedom for all. That is my objective. Anything else is just a means to an end. Psychedelics is a means to an end. Philosophy is a means to an end. And that end is freedom. People are caught up in their own psychology. That's their prison. They don't self-analyze. They, they don't. Because to do so will be to open wounds. To really look at inside of us. And see what is festering inside of our being. Now, that is a dangerous task. You must confront it on your own footing with your own wits and no one is going to be there but yourself. Let, let's really think about it. Whether you're a Christian, whether you're a theist, whatever you are, whether you believe in God or no God, we live in this world thinking that we all of it could end suddenly, abruptly, and we don't really know what's going to happen. We can have faith, of course. We can have assumptions. We can be led by our intuition that those are those are things that are that can happen and can lead you to good and bad places. The point here is that at the end of the day, we're so uncertain about them anyway that we're uncertain no matter how much faith we have. And of course, there are people who say, "Well, double down on your faith." I will not say that. I will say step back. What is making you afraid? What monster is manifesting before you? What are you creating? What are you projecting? And after you really consider those things, then you can have faith. You need to question yourself entirely. Life is a contradiction at the same time. You need to feel the certainty of your own being and dance with the uncertainty of this world. The physical world, seemingly uncertain and uncontrollable, is chaotic. But it functions It functions on the principle of spontaneous order. Things become self-organized, self-aware. They become connected. Everything in this natural world is connected. And we can see our role in this world to be much more than just, just, to be, just to be passive and just looking at things go by us. We can't embrace that mentality. We can't just be passive about life. We need to take an active role. And the best active role you can take is by taking charge of your own mentality, of your own heart, confronting these things and going to, the in, to your inner maze and finding yourself. Of course, like I said, these things don't make you very popular, but I am not after popularity. I'm after the truth and freedom. So this carries on at a daily basis for me. I, I, I speak to people unfiltered, meaning... I tell them what I think at that time and moment. And I say, hey, let's not speak about what happened yesterday. Let's not speak about what's going to happen tomorrow. Let's speak about today in the now. 
Let's connect. Let's talk. Let's go for a walk. See what this world brings our way. That is something I love doing. I love people, and I love laughing, and I love talking, and I don't deny my friendship to anyone. Even though a lot of people have given me such flack for the things that I've said, they say, "Well, you're just a crazy conspiracy theorist. Oh, you're just a Satanist because of this and that, and oh, you don't believe in God or this and that, or you don't believe in in a God like I do." And people will will put these barriers, these conditions. And they call themselves loving creatures. That that's the hypocritical part. Whether they're Christian or not, they will say, or they could be liberal, and they could say, "I love people. I want everybody to be happy and taken care of." They'll project this bullshit onto people, hoping that they believe it. But internally, they're the most uh, one-sided people I've ever met. Whether they're Christian or liberal or whatever, all I'm talking about is. Those stereotypical characters who talk about love and compassion and trust, but then they turn around and they backstab you, abandon you, and you know throw you down the curb. Those people are a constant. Those people are walking amongst us. They are, for all intents and purposes, they are zombies. They are glued to their phone. They are waiting for a cue. They're addicted to. Seeking novelty because that's the only thing that feeds their emptiness. At the core, they are empty. I'm talking about the stereotypical character who does not understand their position in this world and they're not self-aware. So they'll preach the word of anarchy. They'll preach the word of God. They'll preach the word of whatever, whatever. Let's put a blank on that. They'll preach the word of their ultimate nirvana, and in their personal life, they live. In a personal hell, because they're unwilling to remove those conditions, those barriers. All this, they will say, "I, I, I can't associate with that person. He, he, he's not like me, you know. Uh, I, I, I can't reward his behavior." And you know, that's that is a good tool of of, of pushing away the negative agents in, in in the community. Ostracism, yeah, that's important. But what I am talking about is at a much deeper level. People are unwilling to connect with the other, the stranger that sits across from them. They're unwilling to break their own self-imposed barriers. Oh well, you know he looks kind of weird. Oh, you know he's homeless. Oh man, I don't know. He has one too many tattoos, or this and that. So, in that sense, the words that they preach matter not. The truth is in their actions. We can see the truth, and it's underneath our noses. It's just that we don't want to embrace it. We don't want to accept it because we think that the truth is a final thing. It's a, it's a final, it, it's it's total finality. Like we can't escape the truth. Like it it imprisons us. Some people really shy away from the truth because they think it doesn't offer them anything in return. And it only speaks to their mentality of one sidedness. You know, most of us live like parasitic. People, we are one-sided, you know. Like, for example, and this is a very candid topic that I've experienced personally. When we speak of multiple partners or polyamory and stuff, and they say, "Well, you know, uh, only you know, this is not for everyone, and only adults can do this, and it's about openness and and effective communication and honesty." And then you go along with with how these people conduct themselves. Not everyone. I'm just speaking in general. They have a utilitarian approach to to sex. You see, the greater <laughs> the greater reward, the better. So 
they'll become so selfish and self-centered that they will only be infatuated with a certain person for like a week or two weeks and they will call it love and they'll make physical love they'll make they'll have sex and then they will turn away from that and go to the next novelty and that's the thing you know constant pursuit of novelty i am not a moralist i'm not telling you that you can't have multiple partners all i am saying to you is philosophize think about it what effect does it have in your life can you embrace that can you can you embrace your mentality to its ultimate con conclusion and learn from it before you actually commit to action why aren't we talking about this why well because we're too busy with a batch of honor meaning well i'm a vegan well i'm this i'm that so you know my lifestyle promises the nirvana everyone needs to be doing that everyone needs to be doing that to me that it is a recipe for disaster we live in a world where everyone is in their own timeline meaning everyone is progressing according to their own time and their own drives and their situation and of course their free choice is the most important thing but as we develop and as we grow we can't push our mentality onto someone who hasn't grown on their own terms i'm not a person who offers you shrink wrapped ready to go easy to pick up easy to eat truth i'm not that guy so if you're looking for comfort you're in the wrong place but if you're looking for the truth directly and bluntly then you are in the right place with your friend hector cubillos and honestly when i say these things I'm offering you my friendship, whoever you are. I have no problem offering my friendship. People are so hesitant to offer themselves in love or in friendship because, oh, well, you know, I don't want to associate with that character. It, it, it can't be done. My will, my life, that's the only way. I really doubt that's the way. The way, the Tao. The way is about including the negative and the positive and integrating both aspects. There's bad in the good, there's good in the bad. And we must dance with these contradictions and think holistically. See, because we waste away our energy in just gratifying our immediate desires. And when we do those things, we are being tamed by our own dragon, by our personal dragon. Our kundalini is depleted every so often when we pursue empty pursuits. And... We're not here forever. Whether you, whether you think you are, it doesn't matter. You're not. You, we are not here forever. Our time is limited. So let's do something powerful. Let's do something creative. Let's be original. Let's not follow our forefathers. Yeah, let's learn from the past and embrace these truisms of the past. But let us not forget ourselves. We're building our own story. We are the narrators. We're the authors. We're the ones commentating on everything as it goes. And... We should not just go along with the Borg and be like, well, the latest celebrity died today. Let me just go with it and wear my badges of trendiness. I know this might seem very, like a very crass thing to say. But I, I mean, if my favorite artist was killed or died of an overdose, and obviously I'm not saying the name of the artist because this is not the point. I'm not talking about that artist. I'm talking about the philosophy. I'm talking about the topics. That's what I want to focus on because I have limited time and limited energy. And I don't want to associate 
truth with a, a, a cult of personality. And that's what people want. People want personality. They, they're magnetically attracted to people who have large personas. And that's not a, a huge issue, but it could be a folly. To anyone and everyone, I like to stress that I am not guilt I'm not guilt tripping you. I'm not shaming you. If this is what you like to do, if you are into movies, music and all this stuff and you follow the celebrities, I'm not shaming you. I'm, I mean, my life is precious. I, I am already doing what I want to do with my life. Are you doing what you want to do with your life? Think about it. This is your friend Hector signing off. Until then.